all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into another off-season edition here at the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I am your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And then also, you can follow the Who Dat Discussion on Twitter at the Who Dat Dis. We have another interesting episode in store for you guys today. We're going to be finishing our positional breakdowns with our safety position. So we're definitely going to get into all of that. We're going to look at Malcolm Jenkins. We're going to look at Marcus Williams. We're going to be looking at DJ Swearinger. Everybody, we're going to be looking at it. And it's going to be really fun. And also, just for our first segment, we are going to talk about an article from Fanside of the Houdat Dish. And I thought it was very interesting because it was about Ty Montgomery and Traquan Smith and how their snaps will be divided between the two players. And I just thought this was really interesting. And a lot of people think that, look, Ty Montgomery could easily take away Traquan Smith's snaps. And then really also you have Emmanuel Sanders coming in here who's also going to take from Traquan Smith's snaps. So really where is Smith getting onto the field? And I thought this was very interesting. The article was written by Nathan Beagle, and he was basically saying that, look, you have a lot of Saints coaches coming in here saying that Montgomery is going to get snaps on this team. He's going to be like a Swiss army knife. And to me, I just thought that was really interesting because it does back up some things that I was saying about how I can see Ty Montgomery being used in the slot a lot, especially if Traquan Smith isn't able to really take that next step and really own that position. Now, I think Traquan Smith is going to get the ability to get that third spot for the Saints really under wraps. He's definitely going to get that chance. And again, I think the Saints picked him in the third round. They still see a lot of value with him. They see a lot of potential there. They just kind of have to untap it. And it is going to be very interesting to see how that all plays out. But Montgomery has some skills here that can really fit a role for the Saints that we don't really know if Traquan Smith can fill them. Because Ty Montgomery has been a guy that can play the slot very well. He's very good in those short to intermediate areas. He's a good route runner in that area. He has good footwork in that area. He also has good hands in the middle of the field. He's not worried about taking a hit. And all that stuff really bodes well for him to kind of take that slot role for the Saints. And then where does Traquan Smith fit in? Because you just added Emmanuel Sanders. So Emmanuel Sanders will be that two receiver where he could play on the outside, but also could play in the slot as well. So again, another player that does what Traquan Smith does. So that obviously doesn't bode well for Smith. So really, where does Smith fit? Because he's not going to play outside a ton because you're going to have Emmanuel Sanders. And if Montgomery shows that he can play the slot really well and he could come up in here and own that position, Traquan Smith doesn't really have a spot here. And again, you could definitely see his playing time really diminish very quickly if he doesn't have a good training camp. And I think that's why it's so vital for him, because you look at what he's done the last two years. He's had spurts, but overall really hasn't been that good. He's played 26 games here for the Saints. And again, he does have 10 touchdowns, but only 661 yards, only 46 receptions. And when you're looking at what Montgomery was able to do, especially when he was able to get those snaps, you definitely see a better output than what Smith was putting out. And when you're looking at it, you're looking at 2016-2017, and you see Montgomery in 56 targets, catch 44 balls for 348 yards, and then on 31 targets, catch 23 balls for 173 yards and one touchdown. So, I mean, again, he's been able to put those receptions kind of in that short area range, 
and you see Traquan Smith not have that same output, especially in terms of catches. And to me, he's played more snaps than Montgomery. And to have a lower output with targets, receptions, I mean, that is a little worrisome. And again, I do think that's something that you have to look at. And when looking at it, you see Smith really play last year as your number two receiver. And I think Smith last year, he was supposed to take that reign from Ted Ginn. Because Ted Ginn in 2017 had a really good season as a Saints number two receiver. 2018, he got hurt. And Traquan Smith had to step up. He didn't, but it was only his rookie year. And a lot of people were like, okay, it was his rookie year. He kind of got thrown into the fire. And then in 2019, you see Smith really have to take over that role because Ginn, again, he was getting older and he just wasn't equipped to be that number two guy anymore. And Smith completely fell on his face. I mean, between injuries and just, again, inconsistencies, he just wasn't able to really be a consistent threat for the Saints. And again, he would catch a touchdown, but then he would be gone for the rest of the game. And maybe he is better in the red zone for the Saints compared to Ty Montgomery. But then again, the Saints have now a lot of red zone threats. They have Michael Thomas. They have Emmanuel Sanders. They have Adam Troutman. They have Jared Cook. I mean, do you really need a fifth guy in there? And it's not like you could see guys like Josh Hill catch touchdowns for the team. Alvin Kamara, obviously. Latavius Murray. They don't really need help that much in the red zone. And if you can get a guy in here like Montgomery who can help on third down, he can help in the slot. With Traquan Smith has shown when he's played the slot and he has to go over the middle of the field to make the catch, it's not consistent he's going to make that catch. He's a guy that feels footsteps and he definitely gets a little nervous coming over the middle of the field with a lot of traffic. And that's something that is worrisome. You have to obviously change that, but that's a mentality thing and that's kind of tough to deal with. And you're kind of see where Smith comes in here compared to Montgomery. Montgomery's a little more of a veteran. He kind of understands what he's got to do for this team a little more. And I don't think Montgomery is only going to be a slot guy. I do think that he's going to do some other things for the Saints. And it's not even a guarantee he makes this team because Smith, to me, is going to have a chance to win this number three job. And they're going to give him all of the snaps, especially early in training camp. They're going to want to see what he's worth here. And Montgomery is obviously going to have to work to beat out Smith. It's, It's not definitely on a silver platter for Montgomery to beat out Smith, but I think there's going to be a chance here And if Montgomery is able to solidify himself in that slot, kind of be that third running back, be an extra guy that Drew Brees can trust, it's going to be very tough for Smith to really get snaps, especially when you have Emmanuel Sanders in there as well, who's probably going to take a lot of Smith's snaps on the outside. So again, it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. But again, the Saints adding Ty Montgomery, adding another weapon that can catch the ball, and then also you added Adam Troutman in the draft, it's not looking too good for Smith, but he can come back here. I'm not saying that Traquan Smith can't come back here. He can have a big year this year. It's that third year jump, and he's going to have to make it if he wants to really continue with the Saints here. And maybe he just needs another set of scenery here for him. And obviously, maybe it was just like, look, I couldn't live up to Michael Thomas. And look, it must be difficult for him. You see Michael Thomas catching, catching balls, ball after ball after ball, getting open, 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 and he's not getting his targets. And maybe he gets a little upset with that. I don't really know. But again, you see the Saints that cannot rely on Michael Thomas just so much like he's your only weapon and I think they've done a good job this offseason to really add guys to lessen the load for Thomas and spread the ball around a little more and that does mean that Smith is going to either play really well and have to produce or he's going to be out of here because there are other guys that can take his spot and again I think this year they're going to obviously keep him and probably next year they're going to keep him as well just because to me he is pretty good depth here because even if he's your fourth guy that's really good if you can see Smith as your fourth guy he has caught 10 touchdowns over the last two seasons so that is good 
but everything else just kind of hasn't been up to par. And he has all the physical attributes. He definitely has the athletic attributes here. But again, he just hasn't been able to put it all together for whatever reason. And maybe he does this here. Maybe the light bulb turns on here and he's able to put a big season together and beat out Ty Montgomery and beat out some other guys as well. And you could definitely see Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders move into the slot if Smith is really playing well and he can be the outside receiver. And then you could really have a really nice three-man rotation there and they could all play outside in the slot. And like that could be really good for the Saints. But if Smith can't put it all together this year and Ty Montgomery takes his spot, especially in the slot, I feel pretty good about Montgomery in the slot. And when looking at stats, you see Montgomery, when he gets those snaps, he's been better than Traquan Smith. And that's also something you got to look at. I mean... Is Montgomery the better player already? It's going to be very interesting. And again, I don't think Montgomery is going to be only a receiver. But as I look at it, it seems like his main job is going to be receiving the football. And that's where he's going to get most of his output. Now, I think they'll also use him as a Swiss Army knife. They'll probably have snaps to him. And you could definitely see, like I, I said this before, but you can see like Kamara and Murray are in the shotgun while Breeze is playing quarterback. And then you motion Montgomery to do like that jet sweep and you have like three established running backs all could have a chance to get the ball in that play and it's going to be nightmares for defenses and I could definitely see a role for him in that matter and even if he's your fourth receiver and Traquan Smith is able to do some good things then he could also fill a role there as well and be kind of depth there because he could be your third running back and fourth receiver and to me that is very very big and I, I, I could see Montgomery making this team and Smith being that solidified third guy, but it's definitely going to be a battle there. And it's going to be very interesting to see what the Saints do with Montgomery, what they do with Smith, because it's going to be something that you have to look at come training camp preseason and definitely the regular season for the Saints. But before we get into our last positional breakdown, looking at these safeties, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Hoot at Discussion podcast. Welcome back into the Houdat discussion, and now we are going to talk about the Saints' safety position going into 2020. There was some turnover here, so we're definitely going to get into that, but we're going to start off with the Saints' number one free safety here, and that's going to be Marcus Williams. It's kind of crazy to think about it, but Marcus Williams is only going to be 23 at the start of 2020, so that's, to me, very interesting, because obviously a lot of people have knocked Marcus Williams for not being able to tackle that good, and he's only really a ball hawk, and he's a little inconsistent. Well, you're thinking about it, and look, he's 23 years old. He has a lot of room to grow, and he has a lot of time to grow. And to me, he's shown that he is a very good safety for the Saints. The Saints have been, time and time again, a team with not-so-good safeties, and they've been a lot of miscommunications. Well, Marcus Williams has helped that a ton, and I definitely wanted to say that because he's a guy that is under contract. He could negotiate uh extension here because this is it is his fourth and final year with the Saints. The Saints are going to play it out and then I think next offseason they're kind of going to see is he worth it is he not because I think he's going to get paid and it's just a matter of time to see well do the Saints really think that he's a guy that is a good free safety that's a really good ball hawk and he's really worth a big contract or can they go in another direction here and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there but I do think that when looking at Marcus Williams He's done enough probably to give that big contract. I mean, you're just looking at his stats last year. He had a solid year last year. I think a lot of people are going to say, oh, he wasn't that good. He was good last year. And he had the four interceptions. He had the 13 pass defenses. He had 53 tackles. He had a pick six, forced fumble, 87.3 PFF grade. He played 15 games. And this was really a return to his 2017 form. And I thought he played really good in this one. And he was able to do a lot of good things there. And I think 
when seeing and evaluating Williams' play, a lot of people are going to point to that last play against Adam Thielen where he kind of messed up the coverage with Patrick Robinson and there was a bad miscommunication there and the Saints ended up losing the game because of it against the Vikings in the playoffs. And it's just shown that, look, he's going to be a player that's still learning and he is going to have some inconsistencies in coverage there, but he's going to make some really nice plays. And I think getting better each year is really going to help him. And it's really just going to be a matter of time where he just has this really big Pro Bowl season and he's going to be an All-Pro. And I I think he can actually do that, which is pretty interesting. He has all the attributes when looking at it to do that. And I think that he could be a ball-hawking guy that definitely does a really good job. I mean, he's been able to be one of the few players on the Saints defense to really get interceptions and turnovers at a pretty high level. I mean, five turnovers is pretty solid for a free safety and having four interceptions is really big and last year when the Saints didn't get a lot of interceptions they didn't get a lot of help with those turnovers he was really the only guy to do that and especially with the interceptions he was the only guy to get a ton of interceptions and I think the Saints are hoping with the addition of Janoris Jenkins for a full season and Malcolm Jenkins and those are two guys that do get a lot of turnovers that they'll help Marcus Williams in that matter and then you're hoping Chauncey Garner-Johnson comes in his second year and is able to keep on his play at a high level and also get some turnovers. The Saints are looking at a really good secondary here for 2020, and Williams could be that mainstay that really keeps on growing, keeps on getting his interceptions, and again, over the last three years, he's been a linchpin of what the Saints have been able to do on the secondary, and yeah, have there been some miscommunications? Yes. Has it cost the Saints some big plays? Yes. But he's also played with others that are young players, like Patrick Robinson is a backup. Then you're looking at... Von Bell, who he was playing with aside him at safety, he's a player that's not so good in pass defense, more of a run defense guy and a great tackler. And that's obviously no disrespect to Von Bell. He is still a very good player, but he's not the level that Malcolm Jenkins understands to pass defenses and that veteran type player who really understands how the secondary works. I think having that player is really going to help Marcus Williams in a big way. And it's to me going to elevate him because he's going to know where to go And Malcolm Jenkins is going to make sure this is what you got to do to make the plays, to defend, and do a really good job. I think having that veteran player around him is going to help. And then also Janoris Jenkins, same thing. I think all these things put together, and I think you will see Williams take that next step and really progress and, to me, get better to where he was. But last season, he did do a good job to get back to that 2017 level, and now he has to take that next step here in 2020 and maybe make a Pro Bowl, maybe just take that a next step to be a solid player that doesn't make a ton of mistakes and give up big plays. It's all going to be on display here, and we're definitely have to look at that. But to me, that is very big. Our second safety here, our starting strong safety, is going to be Malcolm Jenkins. The Saints signed him to a deal this offseason. Four-year deal, $32 million. So again, definitely a pricey deal for him, but I think he definitely deserves it. He's a guy that is a huge leader in the locker room, huge leader in the secondary, and he's going to make sure big plays don't happen. And I I think with all of the talent in the same secondary, like they have Lattimore, they have Janoris Jenkins, they have Marcus Williams, like these guys are very talented. I think then you add a player, a veteran like he is, and that secondary should take the next step here. And I think that is definitely very interesting because when you look at what Jenkins is able to do, he's a guy that's kind of the quarterback of the secondary. He's going to tell guys where to go. He's going to make sure that everyone's in the right place to succeed. And when you pair that with the actual good play that the Saints have along with the secondary, like that just solid talent, that's going to help him. Because I know people are going to say like, well, some of those defenses he played on with the Saints, the secondaries especially, weren't so good. Why is that? Well, that's because the talent just wasn't there. 
And look what happened when he was completely let go from the Saints in 2014. They took a dive. They took a nosedive. Malcolm Jenkins coming back is going to help this team a ton. Just mark my words for it. I think he's going to be a guy that really solidifies this group. So there are not so many big plays. They don't get beat on those types of plays. That like Thielen beat the Saints deep in that wildcard game, as I said before. I don't think that happens with Malcolm Jenkins. I don't think the Minnesota miracle happens with Malcolm Jenkins. And obviously the big plays that the Saints gave up, let's say against like the Texans in their first game, I don't think those happen. And I think all of these things that happen to the Saints late in games, and I know Saints fans at the end of these games, they're just sitting on pins and needles because they know a big play can happen at any time. And and then you need Drew Brees to have like a heroic act at the end of the game to try to win it and steal it. And I don't think with Malcolm Jenkins, you're going to see that same thing. You're going to see a defense that won't give up all these big plays. They're going to be able to be really good in communication. And I think that's all going to be really big for the Saints. And I I think Malcolm Jenkins is going to come up in here and make a bigger impact than what Von Bell did because Von Bell kind of specializes in the run defense while Jenkins is more in the pass defense. And obviously Jenkins can definitely run defense to a pretty good level, definitely above average level, but his really elite skills are in pass defense. And I think that Von Bell is kind of a swap of that. And I think the Saints are already a good, solid run-defending secondary. You have Chauncey Garner-Johnson who can play in the box. Then you have guys like Marshawn Lattimore who's a good tackler, and Janoris Jenkins is a good tackler, and like all these guys put together, the Saints do have really good tacklers. P.J. Williams is a good tackler and is physical. And to me, in the secondary, the Saints have that physicality already. They don't need another run-stopper. They need someone who could defend the pass really well like Jenkins and really understands all the concepts and really what the offense is doing, and Jenkins is that perfect guy. So I think he'll fit in here like a glove for the Saints, and I'm really excited to see what he's able to do here with the team, especially here in 2020. The third safety for the Saints, and he's definitely going to be playing a Joe Garol kind of also defending the slot as well. This is going to be Chauncey Gardner Johnson, and 22 years old, extremely young. He's going to be on his rookie contract, and last year he did a really good job. He played all 16 games, but only started seven, so he only started the last seven games, and he was able to get an interception, eight pass defenses. 46 tackles, 6 tackles for loss, 1 forced fumble, 1 fumble recovery, a 72.1 PFF grade. He was all over the field, as you can see from his stat line. Like, he filled up the stat line, but then he was also all over the field. And I think that's extremely important for Garner Johnson here in 2020. He's a ball hawk. He's a guy that's just going to be around the ball. And he could kind of fill in what Von Bell did, and I think he could do that at a pretty high level. He's a guy that is a really good tackler. You could put him in the box. He's going to stop run defenses. He has six tackles for losses, so there you go. He's going to be able to get some sacks here. He's going to be able to defend the tight ends, defend the slot really well, and I do think that is really big for him, and he did that at a pretty high level. So to me, when looking at what Chauncey Garner was able to do last year, Garner Johnson, excuse me, what he was able to do last year is really big for the Saints, and if he can take that next step or even be just as good as he was last year, the Saints are in a really good spot because he's going to be able to play that nickel joker role for the Saints. He could do so many things on the field where that's going to really bode well for the Saints secondary. And another young player is going to be helped out by Malcolm Jenkins, going to be helped out by Janoris Jenkins, just going to be in good positions to make plays. And to me, that's really valuable. So I'm really excited to see what Garner Johnson can do here at this next level. And I think that he could be kind of an underrated player for the Saints and really have a big season for the team. The fourth safety member of this group is going to be DJ Swearinger. And I think Swearinger is an interesting player. So he's kind of in his prime of his career now. He's 29 years old. So he's been around the block. He's definitely 
knows what he's doing, kind of a veteran player, I'd say. And look, he's 29, so he's not like a veteran veteran, but he definitely knows what he's doing. He's a guy that the Saints picked up last year as a depth, and he's a guy that, to me, you're looking at a ball hawk type player. Like in 2018, he had four interceptions for the Redskins, and he was a valuable player for them because, again, he was able to get in the right positions to make interceptions, and he's got good hands, and he kind of understands what he's doing. He kind of plays a similar position to what Marcus Williams plays. He's that guy that plays center field. He is that player that's going to read the quarterback's eyes. And to me, that's really big. I mean, last year, he didn't have a good season. He ended up being cut and released, and the Saints ended up picking him up. And when you're looking at it, I think he could be valuable depth for the Saints just because he understands the safety position. If there are some injuries in the secondary and on the back end here, you could count on Swearinger coming in here and doing a good job, just a serviceable job to make some plays here, probably get a few interceptions, because he's a guy that is a ball hawk. He's another guy that I think will teach the Saints defense to really go after the ball, and I think the Saints could really return to getting some interceptions here and really being a high turnover team like they were in 2017. And even 2018, they had a lot of turnovers just in a different way, and last year they didn't get any turnovers, so or not many turnovers, I should say. And again, I think when looking at Swearinger, he's a guy that could help the Saints really get back into that ball hawking mode. And again, I think he's a player that will be serviceable depth for the team. I think he's definitely going to make this team. And he's just a player that's very valuable because even last year when P.J. Williams had to play safety for the Saints, guess who was teaching him all of the different things? Who was on the sideline coaching him? It was D.J. Swearinger. And I think having a guy like that with a pretty young defense is very valuable, and I'm very excited to see what he can do with the Saints as well. And again, I think he's good depth, and you can definitely plug and play in here with injuries and stuff happening. I could see him, at least for a few games, doing a good job. And again, I think that he's a player that can come up in here. He has started multiple seasons, and he's a player that has been a starter a lot. Now he's going to be playing a veteran role, but I think he can jump right into that starting role and do a pretty good job there. And I wouldn't be worried if he came in here and was a starter for the Saints. So to me, that is really good there. The Saints' fifth safety here on the list is going to be JT Gray. So the special teamer is 24 years old. He was a second-team All-Pro last year because he was able to do a really good job in special teams. He was a player that always stood out here for the Saints, and he was always one of the first guys to the ball making plays. And I remember in 2018, a lot of people were surprised that he made the team, and then they saw his special teams ability, and it's like, yeah, this guy's for real. And he, to me belongs on the special teams. He's a really good special teams player, and he's going to make this team based off of special teams. And again, he's definitely learning the safety position, definitely is going to have some development there needed, but he definitely serves a role in the special teams department for the Saints, and I think that's enough for him to make this team. And again, he's a guy that to me will be a valuable piece to that unit in 2020. The Saints' sixth safety here, and probably at the safety position, he may kind of elevate over JT Gray, but I think JT Gray will probably make a bigger impact on the special teams than this player, and that's going to be Saquon Hampton. So he's also going to be 24 years old. The Saints picked him last year in the 2019 draft, and he was a guy that was really good on special teams when he was here, and he was actually kind of progressing as a safety really well, so that's also something to look at, and he was a guy before he got hurt, and especially in training camp and the preseason, he was a guy that did show out in that safety position. And I think maybe down the road, hopefully the injury didn't start his development and he could be a guy that is able to do a lot of good things for the Saints because, again, he's going to be a guy that 
is another safety. And it was kind of interesting because the Saints picked Chauncey Garner-Johnson, who was a safety, and then they picked Saquon Hampton, who's a safety. But Hampton's a little more of a traditional safety. He's going to be a really good special teams player. And he played special teams in college. So that's why a lot of Saints coaches were like, this is kind of where he's going to fit for the next few years. And then he's going to be able to develop into a safety down the line. And I thought it was a really smart pick because he's going to be able to kind of contribute to the team here in the first few years. And then maybe down the road, he can develop into a traditional safety. And then if he doesn't, he doesn't. But at least he can help the team in the short term with special teams. So again, I think you're going to see him develop. I think he's going to be a developmental piece, excuse me, there for the team. But then also you're going to see him play special teams and actually be, to me, a pretty good player in special teams as well. And he's coming back from an injury. So we'll see how he plays in training camp and preseason. But he does have some upside here, and I definitely want to take a look at him in those games at safety and then during the season in special teams. So I think that is very interesting there. And then our last safety here for the Saints for 2020 is going to be Chris Johnson. Johnson was on the practice squad all of 2019. He was a guy that was on a futures deal for this season. He has a spot on the 90-man roster, but he's more of a camp body. He's a guy that, to me, would have to beat out JT Gray and Saquon Hampton to make a special teams role for the team. He's a guy that did have eight interceptions and three tackles for loss in two seasons in college when he played with North Alabama. But again, he's a guy that to me transitions really to the NFL here and special teams. To become a safety, he's going to have to really develop, I think, even more than the guys we've mentioned before. Because like JT Gray and Saquon Hampton still have to do a lot to be a established safety here in the NFL. And I think Chris Johnson has to do even more here. I think that he's going to be more of a practice squad type player for the Saints, but I think we're all going to have to see here. But he will have a chance to make the roster here through special teams route. And again, he will have to beat out a few players, but it's definitely not impossible there. But he is our last player here for safeties. Again, I think the Saints have a really good safety group here. I don't think they're going to add another player. They have three starters, really. When looking at it, you obviously have Malcolm Jenkins, Marcus Williams, and then also Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. All those guys put together, that's just an amazing group to start there. And then also add a veteran with DJ Swearinger. And then also some special teams aces with JT Gray. And then a developmental player in Saquon Hampton as well. And then you add a practice squad player on top of that. And again, you have a really solid group here heading into 2020. It's going to be a group that really helps the secondary takes the next step. I'm extremely excited to see what Malcolm Jenkins could do here. In his second stint with the Saints, I think that he's a player that will not only help out the safeties, but help out the whole secondary, and really the whole defense, really get in the right position to make plays. And to me, that is just really big. I'm excited to see what Marcus Williams could do and try to build off last season where he did have a good season. And then Chauncey Garner-Johnson, I think sky's the limit for this player. And I'm extremely excited to see how he takes the next step here in 2020. So to me, this Saints secondary group and the safety group really specifically, is one that I think is one of the better position groups here for the Saints in on the defense. And to me, that is very, very exciting because when was the last time we could say that? So again, I think they upgraded with Malcolm Jenkins over Von Bell and hopefully with Marcus Williams and Chauncey Garner-Johnson getting another year under their belt. We're going to also see improvement out of them as well and kind of take the next step. And really, I think this group is primed to make a big impact here for the Saints in 2020. 20. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. As always, definitely, if you like what we're doing here at the Who Dat Discussion and haven't followed us on our various social media platforms, 
definitely go down and follow us on Twitter at the Diz. Follow us on Instagram at Discussion, And then follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew Galata. Then also you can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to all your other podcasts. So that means iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. We are on all of those sites. Also check out our YouTube channel at the Houdat Discussion on YouTube and definitely subscribe. Like of all of our film studies, we have done now five film studies and we're going on to our sixth with Adam Troutman and that's going to be up at some time during this week. So that's obviously going to be really big as well. And I've really loved how they turned out to this point. And I hope you guys can go over and watch a few. And if you like it, definitely tell me. Definitely leave a comment. Definitely leave a thumbs up. And I'd really appreciate all that. And and really, just all your guys' support has been amazing, really, from day one. So I just want to say thank you again for all that. And really, I 100% appreciate you guys checking me out and listening to what I have to say about my favorite team. Because that's really, I mean, without you guys, I can't do any of this stuff. So thank you again. That does finish up our positional breakdowns here for the 2020 offseason going into the 2020 season. And what do you guys think of it? Because now our next two episodes are going to be coming out later this week. It's going to be some fun-filled episodes, got some guests coming on, and we're going to be doing like a whole overview of the offense and defense. Where did the Saints improve? Kind of what is the full overview outlook for the Saints and how can they take that next step to go to the Super Bowl in 2020? That is going to be extremely fun, and I can't wait to get into all that. So Big week planned here, but now look, positional breakdowns are over, moving even closer to the 2020 season, as I bet you can't wait. I definitely can't wait for football to come back, and definitely just really excited for the Saints season, and hopefully they're going to make another run here deep into the playoffs, and I, I definitely think it's possible. I mean, they have a really great team, top to bottom. This roster is just really, really strong, but I think that's all I have here for you guys on this episode. So I just want to say thank you for listening, run it back, and who dat?